Hi, I'm Joel. And I'm Kishan. And this is Tea for Two. This is our BFF podcast where we talk about anything from science to popular culture, the arts, and life in Singapore. A vegetable? Fatai is not a vegetable. Oh, it is actually. Ah. Fat choy, fat choy. Ah, there you go. Ah, ah. Hi, everyone. It's me, Joel, a playwright and performer. And it's me, Kishan, a science educator. And welcome back yes. to <laughs> Tea for Two. It is our best friend podcast where we talk about whatever the Fatai fa we want. Mm. Dong Chang. Gong Hei, Fat Choy. What is Fatai? Like, I think it's vegetable because I know Thai is vegetable. So, Fa in Chinese means the production of or the, A long, long way to go. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> Please don't conflict. Thai <laughs> is mm. like wealth and prosperity. So, Fatai means right. to generate. Oh, wealth la, but it's also a pun as is common in Chinese. Of course, there's a kind of um moss. Oh, seriously? Called fat choy in Cantonese. It's a moss, ah. It's a black moss that is often Ooh. eaten during Chinese New Year as well. Nice, not. It's okay. It's a little slimy. Slimy like as yeah. mosses tend to be. Yeah. Oh. How mm. are you, Kishan? Not um, I was gonna say not too bad. Not too bad. But <laughs> but recent events, as I'm sure we'll talk about later, um, it's got me a bit like ugh. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but generally, um, uh, 2024 personally is looking uh good Like I, f- I feel better. I feel great. I feel like a lot more. Mm. You, you mean your MH? My MH. Mental health. Um, <laughs> are, are your we, MH. Your MH is are better. Are we saying that now? That's how I write it. Oh my like, god When I text I, people I, I that my, was, my image I'm having a bad image I thought this is like An alpha thing Thank goodness Like a generation alpha no, thing No, 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 no Okay no. this is just a you it's thing just a, Oh thank goodness Okay yeah yeah So my MH Is much better I'm my, so glad My A lot of health Is much better Like I think this is Our first episode Since the new year Right <laughs> So, can you, can you um, not clock us? Happy 2024. Happy 2024, Happy everyone. Dragon Year. Happy Dragon Year. Oh, yeah. Happy Dragon yeah, Year. Happy all of that. Happy all of that. Yeah. So, like, since since the year uh, started, since the year started, I've been I've been doing a lot better. Like, my MH has been a lot better. I'm so, glad. I'm glad. So, uh, yeah, personally, I'm doing I'm doing great. How about you, sis? I'm okay. I'm okay, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Just say more, say more. <laughs> time you say it right there's such there's an underlying like frenetic energy to your voice really? that, I, that I feel sometimes that you don't you're really not I don't well, know okay well I mean I I feel like uh, mm. I I just got back from London after for a short trip I was also in Rotterdam so I'm feeling quite you know re- refreshed oh refreshed yeah nothing like a refresh saw some friends mm. yeah professionally things are going well no, I mean that's good right sis I mean like how how does one describe how one is doing in the midst of this like collapse of neoliberal yeah. order the failure of international law girl you know the 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 increasingly repressive tactics of world government yeah the apocalyptic nature of our lives the feeling yeah yeah yeah, yeah i agree yeah but yeah, yeah you know <laughs> chinese new year very fun <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh 
Um, okay, some admin matters. Oh my god, yes, please. Okay, uh, the bell long time. Yeah, yeah bell long time. Yeah. Hi. Uh, One more time for a shop, please. Yeah, yeah. House, <laughs> housekeeping. Yes, please. Okay, we have not been around for a while. Yeah. Because we've been. I don't know. No, not busy, but also you're overseas, as you said. No, la, just depressed, la, busy, mm, la, mm, all mm, of this. Mm, so we beg mm. your forgiveness. Uh, yeah. We ask for some understanding. Yeah. Life is very. Life is like that. Life is like that. Yeah. And we are not full time content creators. No, we have actual jobs. If we were full time content creators. <laughs> Did you just say we are actual jobs? <laughs> that is so <laughs> offensive, okay? Why to is that offensive? All the people yes. <laughs> who, who are content creators full time. <laughs> some of whom I count as my friends. Okay. Okay, fine. We have other jobs. We have we, other we jobs. Have other this, jobs. First of all, this is not a job. No, it's not Which a job. links to what I'm about to say, which is please, like please. Uh, for a brief moment in time, it explicably and very unadvisedly, no, yeah. we turned this podcast into a minor income-generating venture by opening up a Patreon. And immediately also opened up a, a, like a river of anxiety. Pandora's box of, <laughs> yeah. of anxiety <laughs> both, and stress. In both of us, yeah. And, you know, we have kind of backed away from it with horror and regret. Oh, yeah, really, really. Yeah. Yeah. And we have decided, oh. like, it's go. we're not, we're going to stop the We're going to stop it. Like, why, why are we stopping no, the Patreon? No, th- this, this content creator thing is just not made for us. It's, we it's we are we don't have the DNA for this. We you are very anxious. We constantly feel like we need to put certain things on yeah. like the Patreon and we just it is just it's just not why we do this. And the way we <laughs> rationalize this and some very kind people like listeners um framed it for us was this, right? They were like, "Oh, don't think of it as you having to put up content every so and so. We you know, we are just happy to support you slash you have three years of backlog that you did for right. free." Right, right, right. That we are very happy to just put a little bit of money in every, but then even then, right, that made it even more shambolic because we literally just stopped putting anything no. out at all. Truly, but but you are right. A number of people have actually told me that, like, oh no, it's like you've done like X number of episodes already. Like, we just want to give you something back. Yeah, but it doesn't stop people from fucking unsubscribing to the Patreon <laughs> on a daily basis, which like. really gives you some sort it's of. It's very stressful to yeah, watch. So yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. it's so fine. Shut it down. It's fine. We understand you're only there for the new content. Yeah, that's fine. It's fine. It's yeah. fine. We are stopping the Patreon. Yeah. So so. But thank you so much, everybody. No, really, uh, for, for everybody who contributed, contributed in some way. To it, yeah. We are going to channel Very grateful. all of the Patreon earnings away mm. to various like charitable and humanitarian uh, causes. We should yeah. talk about when we do it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And then bye bye law. Yeah law. Yeah. <laughs> this is truly the entropic <laughs> path towards episode one hundred. <laughs> It really is. Yeah, this episode what, 85, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, part of the entropy of this podcast is, <laughs> like, getting rid of the short-lived Patreon project. No, no, we really need yeah. to. Yeah. I'm, yeah, so, w- we are really fully committed to this path yeah. of... You know, like, how Japanese people, they say, like, like, like the, the part of Japanese culture is, like, as you approach death, you try and get rid, rid of, of the things, things that... Yeah, so this yeah. is it. First, okay, okay. the goal is the Patreon. <laughs> yeah. Actually, one of the things to go was, like, um, an intro, but then some of you were like, can you bring the intro back? So yeah, like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah. I think yeah. next thing will be mics. I don't know. <laughs> we'll just, like, record our phone. No pop filter. Yeah, pop filter, go. And then suddenly all the plosives will hurt your ear. <laughs> yes, correct. What to do? Yeah, what to do next? Yeah, anyway, um, can't wait for episode 100. Yeah, looking forward. Because mm. um, I was telling Kishan the other day that, like, 
a, a, a big reason why I want to stop doing this podcast is because I feel like I have no more mystery left in my life. Yeah, no, and I totally feel you for this. Like, because I, I, I think like, yeah, don't, don't get me wrong. Everybody like, I, I always sit in two places like this. When someone sees us and like, oh, hi, your kitchen or you drove from like T42. It always like hits in a very weird place, right? Like, oh, very exciting, but also like, oh no, they know who I am and I have no idea who this person is at all. And, and that freaks and me out. And you have put on record so such, many things such choice expressions as come fuck me in the ass <laughs> I mean what else we we, 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 we. <laughs> I feel personally responsible I feel like I've incited all of these like these phrases these, right I've incited us into going there like I think left on your own <laughs> or with some other co-hosts won't you would have won't this would have been a very civil podcast but this flavour is, is very special yes. so so cool and we, I, we must distill we must, we distill. must distill and put a stop to it <laughs> yeah oh <laughs> uh, girl what bullshit this week girl what hasn't happened what this hasn't week? happened what hasn't happened the MOE is really has having it's having a rough day yeah like. it's having its annual yeah, rough day you know day. Uh, how the Chinese zodiac right dragon right I think yeah. this year the worst animal is, is MOE is <laughs> It's not. It's not the dragon. It's MOE. <laughs> this is the worst animal. Ministry of Education. Yeah. For our five hundred listeners. Yeah, it's truly that. I mean, yeah. everybody's talking about the MOE now because of this like um ridiculous controversy they've em- they got it embroiled in. Yeah. What happened was, for those of you who don't know, mm. um, basically the Ministry of Education they run this thing in schools called CCE, which is what. What's right. the what's it stand for? It's Character and Citizenship Education. Yeah, it's like civics. right? It's like civics. Yeah, yeah. a whole bunch of different things. Which right? is like basically like values in education. They teach them about um, citizenship stuff. The the national values. Uh, and they've also like taken to put in contemporary issues to discuss contemporary issues yeah. in the classroom. And of course, a whole like, bunch of different things. Of course, they decided that the contemporary issue of note and great urgency to discuss with school children mm. is the ongoing um, disaster yeah. in Gaza, right? Exactly. Israel Gaza war. And um, the. So. A bunch of kids went home to the parents after receiving this lesson. And yeah, specifically, I think primary school. I think your primary school kids went to complain or at least tell their parents, like, hey, we had this lesson. And there were some aspects of it that felt a little kind of troublesome, yeah. and tricky, and unsatisfying and problematic. And then these parents found out more. Um, and basically, I think the thrust of it is this, right? The, 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 the lesson that was given basically, saw, basically narrates. Mm the ongoing crisis mm-hmm. as one that ostensibly started on the 7th of October. That's right. And describes it as a kind of like complex issue yeah. and reiterates Singapore's neutrality on the matter. Exactly. And from what the students shared on this post with their parents, it seemed like it seemed like it was one-sided. Right. And that sent netizens <laughs> I into a t- hate I hate I really word. don't like that yeah. word but it sent people on the internet into a bit of a tailspin like mm. like what is happening and it, I think it became one of MOE's most popular posts <laughs> <laughs> yeah a post like, like, just the most popular thing about MOE ever discussed right and and it, it really it really like like the net- netizens I know we don't like the word but netizens really really like took to took to the internet and said like excuse me what's happening in fact a number of uh of uh, uh, content creators, blue tick content creators actually told MOE, like, can we see the slides? Mm. What is these slides about? Because if there's nothing to hide, we would like to see it, 
right? And, and then lo and behold, uh, lo, and lo and behold, behold, the slides were leaked. Well, were, jang, jang, jang. Yeah, I mean, it was bound to happen. La. It was bound to happen. So we have the slides in front of us. Yes. And okay, yeah. for the sake of not getting puffed, right? We yeah. will not go through in like fine tooth detail no, what's we on won't. these slides because to be fair the slides have not been verified yeah and we hasn't said that this was actually the slides we also don't know if if it's the full the deck. full set of slides so yeah. you know but we read through all of the slides definitely and we have a kind of generic a general sense not a generic sense a general sense of what's going on there that's and right and we just like to have a little chat about that but one slide yeah. I will point to <laughs> oh please is the, the title slide oh yeah yeah please take us you know, through it which um, is the only one we'll go to in mm, detail, mm. I suppose which is like the background right it's yeah. like the Palestinian flag intercut with the Israeli flag and then splash in the middle is the presentation title right a better solution to resolving conflict slash disagreement mm. the situation in Israel and Gaza a case study which, wow. A case study. Wow, I mean, you see already, I totally... I, the minute I saw this slide, right, I understood 100% what we were going to be Exactly. Yeah. Right? Didn't it sort of, like, brought you back screaming and kicking into a social studies classroom yes. where we learned about... Uh, the, the, the conflict in Sri Lanka and the Tamil Tigers where we learned about what happened in, uh, in Northern Ireland in Northern Ireland right yeah, yeah. the we, troubles the troubles right it immediately brought, brought me back but the, the galling thing about this is that to call this a case study while this is actually happening mm. in real time it's really egregious it's really horrible it's, it's, it's yeah I mean even those instances right like you know with Northern Ireland and Sri Lanka like, on hindsight, as an adult, looking back on it, I, I it gives me the creeps a little bit. All we were taught to extrapolate from that, and I don't remember how it was done, but it was basically lessons for Singapore. Yeah. Right? It's like, how, what does this teach us about how to negotiate differences? Correct. How do we solve conflicts in society? Yeah. And like, what is the Singapore government's approach to resolving? Yeah. How can we not be them? How can we not be like that? Was exactly that. Yeah. Also, can I add on a third example? Please, please. We also learned about the fires that happened in Hong Kong. And oh, the flats. Oh, yeah. And we go like, this is why our HDB is better. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was very intense. Yeah. <laughs> now yeah, to yeah, think yeah. about it, it's really gross. Yeah, it's... Th- so that's the flavor of it, right? Which, you know, as an yeah. adult, you look back on that and you go, ugh, it's just it's part of this broader pattern of looking at other people's um, problems. Yes. And, and going... It's really like this curtain-twitching auntie going like, ah, you see next door, they like that. No, like that, yeah, yeah correct. Is that how you like, better hey, yeah, you oh, we always hear them like, arguing, yeah, yeah, we better don't, you know. Well, I mean, to play devil's advocate, right, some might say that as a new nation, right, uh, Singapore being a new nation, we look to these conflicts that happen overseas to, un- to understand them and then to learn how to avoid them. Some might say that these are just ways to learn from things that have happened. Well, I, I agree with you if it weren't if, if the strategy weren't broadly to I suppose enable mm. or create consent for um some of the Singapore government's more authoritarian tactics in right. you know preventing uh or very quickly quashing conflict, right? Uh dissent, mm. um any sort of resistance, you know, and uh, you know, and kind of saying, actually, the thing that we are more we should preserve above all things is uh, consensus and hmm. and harmony, right? And even if that comes at the back of very repressive tactics, Policies. like censorship or you know, like dismantling the labor unions or whatever, yeah, yeah, right. So you know, I 
I, no, I, 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 I see you. what you're saying, but it's I think it's fundamentally a despotic tactic anyway. Yeah. So yeah. what do you want to talk about with the slides? Well, right? well okay, first uh, I want to say that when I heard that this was done in schools, mm. I was actually kind of like, wow. Well, I actually went in my head, well done, MOE, for actually wanting to tackle this point of view. Because if I remember uh, in the Committee of Supply Debates in 2020, Ng Kang, then Minister of Education, actually said something to the point for CCE. He actually went like, we want, C- we, we're going to revitalize CCE, we're going to revamp the curriculum, the character and citizenship education curriculum, and we want to include contemporary topics to be discussed in the classroom. We want our secondary school students to be, to get, share their point of view, to understand what's happening in the world, to really discuss and debate. I was like, wow, wow man, can, I, can be allowed. Can be allowed, huh? like, wow, can I, you know? And it was, it seemed like no topics was off the table. Like as long as it was done sensitively, and we you know it was it was done with the teacher in a sensitive manner, and you able to control the the, the 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 discussion, nothing seemed to be off the table. So when this came out, I thought like, oh, this is an example of that. So I actually was like, good job, you know. I was I was in praise of this, like, But as we look through the slides, <laughs> the glaring thing from this was the timeline. Mm. Right, and I think that was many of the, yeah, so the one complaints of, made. One of the highlight complaints about this set of slides is that there's this slide that presents a timeline called Key Events in Israel and Gaza since 7 October 2023, which as a temporal framing is already very problematic. Yeah. Because it's, you know, it, it, I think by this point in, in the situation... You know, and in this point, the discourse around it is kind of understood that, you know, to talk about anything as having kicked off from 7th of October ignores like the almost 70 years of um, illegal occupation. Yes. You know, uh, that Palestinians have experienced and all the kind of atrocities, loss of land, loss of life, Mm -hmm. um, and continual uh, uh, oppression and in fact destruction that you know, Palestinian people have experienced. And, you know, to flatten all of that into this thing that into began... Into timeline. To, to, you know, as a war of retaliation, essentially, against, like, one incident that happened on October 7th, right? Never mind, like, the deep history that informed that uh, attack, you know, which, of course, we must, at this point, be very quick to condemn. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and so th- this was a very triggering thing for a lot of people. And, I, th- you know, and it actually stopped short, mm. right, of... Um, Anything that happened in 2024. So the timeline she goes from 7 October to what looks like 22nd December. 22nd December. Yeah. Never mind that. Uh, some very key things have happened. Today in, is 25th yeah, February. Yeah, today is the 25th of February, right? Two months. Yeah. Mm. It, you know, a lot has happened in the two months. Apart from like massive bloodshed, the international community has also put forth two very major interventions, right? Yeah. One being South Africa's super landmark case mm-hmm. at the ICJ um, accusing... Israel of being of, of conducting a genocidal Genocide, campaign. Yes. And then the ruling that came out, which goes that yeah, they can plausibly it's plausible that mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. can be described as a yeah. genocide, right? And you know, it will take a very long time for the court probably to yeah, come yeah, yeah. to a conclusion. Still. But like that 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 you know, the fact okay, so I mean it's worth talking about it a little bit, right? So like they also, you know, not only did they say, yeah, there's a plausible case here for genocide, they also said Israel, you gotta do these things to avoid. Yeah. Um, you know, got to allow aid in. You got to do as much as possible to to avoid, um, you know, massive death. None of these things, mm-hmm. essentially. You know, Israel has observed, and then on top of that, there's also an ongoing uh case at the the Hague where a bunch of like I think like fifty plus um <sighs> states have come together to kind of like ask for um an opinion mm. from the Hague about whether or not uh the 
the Israeli settlements and o- the occupation is a legal one. So they're asking mm-hmm. for so that you know, and there's a bunch of countries, including China. That's incredible. Yeah, have gone in front of like the Hague to deliver pretty strong condemnations of. Yeah, like, think about Israeli it. That occupation. happened in the last two months. That's happened in the past two months, and you so it's really kind of given a lot of perspective. And this timeline, no, and this timeline is like like what? How many how many months is that? Just two months? October, November, three months worth? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Also, kind of like another sort of glaring omission from the slides, I think, is the scale of mm. the destruction in Gaza, right? Truly. So, like, you know, a lot of, you know, it's like people who are trying to defend the slides are going like, yeah, but it presents a very balanced view, right? It says that there's been bloodshed in Gaza. It says there's been bloodshed in Israel. Yeah. Like, a lot of people have been hurt on both sides. But, you know, it's, and I, I think it's very clumsy and, and it, it, it hurts me to reduce it to numbers. But when you look at yeah. the scale of the destruction, you, you, you know, it, you can't look at this as, you know anything even remotely balanced exactly right? it's so overwhelmingly um uh, imbalanced in israel's favor in in so many ways yeah so yeah. and with this imbalance okay if, if these are indeed the slides these unverified slides if these are indeed the ones that uh the teachers are using to teach students about this disaster that's happening in the world if if this is if this is a timeline that we're looking at only then the deck is stacked we're not looking at it from the full historical perspective yeah, yeah, sure. you know so yeah. kids are kids are then discussions are being have around, uh, had around this conflict in a very skewed manner. Another major feature of the slides is constantly reiterating Singapore's position on the matter, which mm. is that, oh, Singapore takes a neutral stance. We are friends to both Israel and Palestine. We want the best for them. Yeah, and, I, like, yeah. and I get it. I get that Singapore wants to be neutral. You know, I, this has always been our position for the longest time. And we sing this song like very well already. But sometimes when you're faced with these kind of atrocities that happen in the world, right, you've got to question. You've got to question whether neutrality is the position to be taking or not when you're looking at this on the daily you wonder whether this is really really what we should be right w- where we should stand with this my, my my take on this is like actually true neutrality and this is not neutrality but honesty i think mm. comes from honestly looking at everything in front of you and kind of looking at what the story that emerges there is like, but i i i you know like i can very honestly look at what hamas did and criticize it mm. right but i can also situate that within a broader context of armed resistance against like a deeply uh, despotic um, history of settler colonialism, right? And, you know, at the same time, I can also look at Israel and go, yeah, yeah, these people, like there are people there who just like, uh, suffer, who are suffering like tremendous, um, you know, loss and heartache. Yeah. But at the same time, like the foundation of that society is built on some deeply problematic so settler colonial logics. Mm-hmm. It, and then I can look at the facts of what's happened, right? Like the sheer amount of death that's happened, not just in this war, but in the 2008 one and like various other kind of um, purges in the past and go, actually the very broad pattern here is of like a deeply militarized, a heavily yeah. militarized state um, that ha- is able to act with impunity because of some kind of weird like uh, you know uh, permissive relationship that it has with countries like the USA yeah. that continually arm you know arm it militarily and that they almost give it license yeah, to carry out all the and, trustees and, and, and you know that it's been historically for a very long time now terrorizing this practically captive population right so I, it's like you know if you want to if you want to tell the story tell it right yeah and yeah. that that is my fundamental issue with this entire this entire thing right yes you know I'm very glad that MOE has taken the stand to want to talk about it don't get me wrong okay um, but to do it do it if you want to do it do it properly and as an educator as like a person for whom Teaching is a thing. Like I, I, I get into I, I get into this profession because I value 
children and I value shaping the minds of kids, right? To do this to them and not give them the full story feels like you're doing them dirty. You know, you're letting kids go away, leave the classroom after this lesson, thinking one thing when actually it's another thing. How can you do that to an entire group of students? It really it sickens me that if truly this is the slide that has gone out, and then our kids are leaving the classroom feeling confused, you know, feeling like because they're looking at social media. Because mm. let's face it, how can you put this, how can you put some stuff up that is maybe not the complete truth? How can you put stuff up like that when kids have access to this online? Mm. How, can you, how can you do that? And then kids, kids know what's happening out there. And then you show this to them and then they get confused. They go like, what's happening? Am I wrong? Am I wrong to feel the way I feel? I right. feel angry. I feel upset. But then you're still telling me one other thing. Then they go away feeling some sort of way. Right. The classroom doesn't become a conducive and a safe space. Right. Yeah. So that is the thing that really riles me up because don't do this to children. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's an awareness that, yes, mm. like you say, people are, kids are receiving a lot of information online. Yeah. And it's getting them very riled up. Yeah. Right. And this feels like a way of intervening in that. In saying, okay, for example, um, you know, we looked through a couple of slides. There's a mm. couple of things there about how you can verify information you get online. And I understand this to be one of the broader aims of like the CCE program, right? Which is like to kind of teach kids. Yeah, cyber wellness. Yeah, la. to be skeptical of like the internet, basically. Know how to know how to know how to navigate. Online falsehoods, blah blah blah. Yeah, but then there, there are some gestures here that seem to go like temper your feelings, mm. right? Don't get riled up. Yeah. You know, um, if you're feeling angry or upset about something, learn to negotiate those feelings instead of like, you know, bringing yourself into conflict with other people. Mm. Don't argue with people. Don't, you know, you, it's okay to have a point of view. It's okay yeah. to have opinions, but don't let them get the better of you. And, yeah. you know, in this set of slides, right, you see this most particularly in one moment when there is, mm. and this is for kids, uh, like where it where there's a bunch of slides that basically basically ask the question, the headline question: How can we prevent external events from affecting mm. our harmony? Mm. Right, and then it asks you a bunch of questions like, uh, "What should we do if we are unsure of the factual accuracy of the content of the situation in Israel and Gaza?" And then yeah. another question is like, how can we discuss the situation in Israel and Gaza with others respectfully? Mm. And three, what can we do when we hear hurtful words being said about others because of this conflict? Right. right. So yeah, I can read from this that there's a real desire here to manage the way people are getting galvanized by things. Right. I, I get why people want to do that because this is an why the government wants to do that, because this is an emotional thing. And you want kids to learn how to control their emotions, to learn how to uh, channel your emotions mm. well. But sometimes it feels, and I, I totally hear what you're saying, sometimes it feels like when we are told to do this in the classroom, right? it feels like no output is good. Mm. Like any sort of emotion you feel, feel it, feel it with yourself in one corner, control yourself and then come back. Mm. Yeah, it, it doesn't feel like any sort of it, it's, it seems to shut down debate. It seems to su shut down discussion. It seems mm. to shut down any sort of way of communicating. Sure. Which sort of makes me think about what happened with the people who tried to send letters to the Istana, mm. right? They, I, I think they were writing some letters to, to, to the president, was it? Yeah. Must be like Istana, right? They're, they're writing some letters to the president to, to pro possibly talk about ceasefire and they walked from Dobigot MRT Station to the Istana and now that is being investigated as some sort of uh, protest or something like that. Yeah. And so... Even these sorts of, the way I see it, peaceful ways of trying to get your message across is, 
is under scrutiny, then how are we supposed to talk about anything? Yeah, I so I th- I was gonna add that actually it's all part of the same continuum of mm. of like repression essentially. So it's this sense that you know if you're if you're the paranoid state and you're seeing a lot of kids, you know, consuming um media that is like raising their consciousness mm. about about political oppression yeah. that's raising their consciousness about <laughs> racism you know that's raising their consciousness about all sorts of social justice type things right like if and if you're a paranoid state that has built its control historically over l- precisely the repression of you know freedom of expression and political dissent mm. you're going to want to intervene in that space yeah right and it's no surprise to me that, like, you know, there is so much interest in intervening and managing, uh, you know, the way kids respond to the news. Yeah. And it's actually, you know, what is interesting about the Israel-Palestine, you know, this thing that's happening in Gaza is that actually what is, it is a huge consciousness-raising mm-hmm. thing. But a lot of Singaporeans like, are having that consciousness raised about a lot of things. 100%. One yeah. that actually, you know, the state may not actually have your best interest at heart. Hmm. And that, it, you know, the state may not be able to, the states and so-called world orders mm. and rules-based systems may not be able to protect you yeah. and, uh, you, know, you know, from suffering tremendous oppression. Yeah. Right? Two, there's a lot of Islamophobia in the world. Three, that all states, you know, are deeply implicated mm-hmm. in uh horrible things that happen to people in other parts of the world yeah. Singapore particularly right since you raised the yeah uh, we don't we don't live uh, yeah we don't live isolation in isolation is, yeah exactly right, and like it's very easy to you know like you know, right, the, 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 the discussion that's, be, that's being conducted right now has pointed to Singapore's own complicity yeah. in what's happening and that's a deeply uncomfortable thing for a lot of people correct right so whenever these things happen like actually they are consciousness raising um, opportunities mm-hmm. And of course, this, the paranoid state is, is going to want to come in mm. and manage, the, you know, how you are extrapolating, yeah. what you're extrapolating and how you're extrapolating lessons from it. Yeah. And it's deeply sinister, right? It is. It is, it is yeah. It's so, because if you look sinister. at like the Northern Ireland thing, for example, mm. right, or the Sri Lanka Tamil Tigers thing, right? It's yeah. like the question you would ask, you know, like it, from a consciousness raising point of view, it's like, actually, what, it, what are the virtues of this armed struggle? Mm. Yeah. Um, why do armed conflicts happen? Mm. Arguably because, like, peaceful, um, you know, approaches have... Failed. Failed. Yeah, exactly. Right? That's, and that's a very deeply scary thing to, to extrapolate with, yeah. if you're a paranoid state. Yeah. yeah you yeah. really don't want your, your citizenry to think about that in yeah. that way. Yeah, this is something called uh, the, ide- uh, the ideological state apparatus, right? Mm. You know, which political scientists describe as ways in which the state kind of uh, brings people into ideology. Right. And schools are notorious space where that happens. Yeah, school, schools are definitely political spaces. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, I mean, sure. look at these slides, that's definitely what's happening here. I mean, yeah. It's not just about this one issue, but like the whole CCE thing in general, right? Yeah. Would you, would you sort of agree? Or, I mean, what's your point of view as an educator? Because it's, you've actually taught in an MOE school before. Yeah, I've, I've, I've And you've MOE been exposed schools. to CCE. I've Def- not. Definitely. Yeah. So, I've definitely been exposed to CCE. And sometimes, and yes, it is definitely, it definitely feels like sometimes the teacher is the mouthpiece for the government, mm. right? These messages are whittled down from from on high, mm. you know, and they go through uh, different d- different levels and then finally into the, into the classroom with the teacher where they, they, they just parrot certain things mm. to, to the students. And the students 
know. Mm. The students sometimes know. I've had I've had situations in class where they would go like, oh, sir, this is just propaganda, isn't mm. it? And I go, well, this... Then I will be very honest. Like, I go like, yeah, this has been given to me and I've been told to like say what I'm supposed to say for this. Fine example that happened every year is uh, Rishamni Amni Day. Right. Rishamni Amni is a fine example. The kids 100% know that this is um, uh, propaganda. You know, they, they call it propaganda. Lah. Yeah, but but it, it, it does feel like force-feeding information into the kids' world. So yes, I totally agree that... that there are certain there are certain things that we are told to teach students to make them feel certain ways. So my curiosity yeah. about this from an educator's point of view is mm. like say you are like say you're the one who's been tasked to deliver this course, even though like you probably wouldn't. Yeah. Right. And then a student in class goes, but sure, this is incomplete. Or sure, I don't think this is a full picture. Or sure, I really disagree with the way this is being framed. Right, right, right. right. Like what do you think is gonna happen in that space? Well, it depends on the teacher. Hundred percent, it really depends on the teacher. So it de- it depends on the the if the teacher is very by the book and very scared. And of course, one would one would imagine that these teachers exist because your entire livelihood depends on depends on like someone grading you and making sure you're doing the right job. So mm. this is actually doing your job, right? Mm. Even if you don't believe in it. So if you are worried about that, then mm. you're just going to parrot whatever that says, mm. and you just go like, oh no no no, don't. Uh, you might be dismissive to the kid. You know, you're like, oh no, I don't want to hear about this. Don't ask me this question. Go and read. I've, I I know of teachers who would say this. I don't want to answer this question. I don't know how to answer this question. It's too difficult. Mm. But if it were me, what I would do is that I I don't think I can in good conscience, if this is truly the slides that go out, I don't think I can in good conscience carry out this lesson. Right. Because it is fundamentally incomplete. And it leaves, uh, students leave the classroom with potentially wrong ideas. So what might you have done? You modify the slides. Modify the slides. I have modified CCE slides. I modify them all the time. Mm. I add in my own point of view. And sometimes CCE slides are very old or very Mm. like out of touch with the mm. kids and you can find much better uh, stuff on YouTube or, or, or much better just just videos or like teaching resources on YouTube and you just add them on to make it a little bit more relatable to the kids I've done that multiple times mm. to to good effect mm. actually yeah actually I, was, I also want to say that I, I said that yes uh, the state does sometimes give us the, like the ministry sometimes does give us uh, like decks to teach the kids to make them feel a certain way to make them think a particular way most of these times I would say that they are correct. Who? Like, the, the, the MOE. Right. I, I, I really Can you give us hard, an example? Like the way to think about government policies. Right. Like certain government policies that come like during budget, sometimes there's a whole budget deck that comes down. Like, oh, this is... <laughs> no, like literally, I'm not even kidding. You. It's like, oh, this is, this is what the budget is about. This is the function of the budget. This is how the government works. And these are the things that we're focusing wow, on. PR companies wish they could. And, and, no, and, yeah. it's, and it's good because you sensitize the kids to how our finances sure. are. No, so, so yeah. these things are great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but there are certain things where we get so scared that we are so afraid to even push for any sort of thinking. And these are the things like racial harmony, LGBTQ stuff. We're just so scared to shake and to let our kids, uh, to, to shake the classroom and to shake their thoughts and to let our kids think. Right. Which is really silly because like I said before, kids have access to the internet. They know what is happening. Yeah. And for us to go in with two eyes closed and to teach a slide when they go like, huh, this is not my lived experience. This is not what I know. They yeah. are just going to look at you and go like, that's not right, sir. Like, this feels like propaganda. That's why they say this feels like propaganda. They see this disconnect. They see that you are saying something that doesn't hold true with what they understand. Right. Yeah. Like, I can't help but keep returning to one kind of thread in these slides, in this package that is constantly reiterative of the way in which we 
must not let this affect Singapore's yeah. Yeah. like uh, social harmony. Yeah, you know, it's actually also consistent with the way the Singapore government reacted to it to to the, the horror in Gaza as it was mm. just beginning to unfold. Right, like one of the first few things they said, and I'm not quoting this ev- uh, verbatim. Yeah. One of the first few things they said was something to the effect: "We must not let foreign conflicts affect." our multiracial harmony. Yeah. Which is like, I mean, I was very, very incensed when I read that because, and this presentation is of, that you know, flavor. of that flavor. It's very like, making it about ourselves yeah. first and foremost, right? Something really horrible ha- is happening in the sphere of like human life, mm. right? That we're all bearing witness to and the first thing you have to say is, don't let this affect. Yeah, don't you let know, this affect Don't you. let this affect us as a society. Exactly. I'm like, First of all, like how how do you how 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 is it not already affecting us? Exactly. Right? Yeah. And it's just so all then the language that comes out of this point of view is like, oh, you know, these the issues like they this tend to create deep rifts in our society. Mm. You know, which is part of the language that they trotted out when they were discussing like the 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 Istana march to the the letter writing thing and, yeah. and all that. And it's like these are issues that will cre- that will potentially create deep rifts in our society. Um well, and, and, but never you you never you, when you start to unpack it, you don't really understand what they what they're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. I guess like there's this bogeyman of like some kind of like in, inter community conflict that could <laughs> happen, and it's always sort of like preemptive of something that could happen. Yeah, and so we we'll, like yeah. we'll forestall the conversation. Don't have the conversation. Don't talk about it. Don't get angry. You know, don't make it visible. Keep it to yourself. Keep it private. Don't you dare bring it into the public yeah. sphere because once you do, right, it, we are going yeah, there'll be riots. Yeah, it's it's our state's constant need to have this danger. Yeah. The danger is here. Then yeah. we'll use this danger later to make an effigy for a national day parade. Correct. You know, yeah, that's that's what that's what we will do. When you said how is it not already affecting us, that is exactly the point. And it feels almost comical for us for, for, for that line to be trotted out. Like, don't let it affect you. And then it's affecting us. And then in the same vein we can say, Oh, we need to take care of our mental health. Huh? Everybody mm. be very careful. Huh? You know, like make sure that you have have practice mindfulness, lah, mm. make sure that you feel your feelings. I <laughs> cannot imagine how we can say these two things at the same time because that I feel is what is happening. We are so constipated emotionally because we're told all the time not to feel the way we're supposed to feel, not to feel things. Mm. Yeah, don't let it affect us. Mm. Don't let it overwhelm us. Mm. You know, because, uh, and I'm sure some people will say, well, no, not letting it overwhelm you doesn't mean you don't feel things. But then I don't have an outlet out there to mm. feel things. Like I see some countries, for example, they go on marches and everything. And here, out of the question, what it does for me, right, mm. if, I were to, if I were to see it right in front of me, is that it allows me to understand that I'm not alone in mm. feeling the way I feel. There are people out there who feel the way I feel. And that shared, feeling like unburdens you it's good for your own mental well-being yeah you know but beyond that it's also about solidarity isn't it exactly and it's about seeing who else is feeling the same way you do who might actually be very different than you and sort of understanding that and actually there's an interesting thing about you know the the consciousness raising that's happened around um, Gaza in, in in this in this recent spat, right? Mm. Is that like the support for Gaza across the world and even here in Singapore is actually incredibly broad based, mm-hmm. right? It's people from all walks of life, yeah, all backgrounds. You know, are kind of feeling the horror and yeah. agitating for things to happen. And I think that can be a pretty scary thing for you know because I think by and large we live in a world order that 
is predicated on keeping people as atomized as possible. Yeah. Keeping people as kind of um, broken up and fragmented into little pockets of um, labels, labels, or, you know, different kind of identity pockets as much as mm-hmm. possible, right? And kind of help uh, eliminating any kind of imaginative possibility that two struggles from different ends of the of the social spectrum might be connected. Yeah. Right. And the the beautiful thing, you know, and of the most and the obvious thing to say about this is that like solidarity across these differences can be a deeply troubling thing for a paranoid state. Right. And not not to flog a dead horse, but like flog it. Yeah, I <laughs> I I think, you know, this 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 set of slides reveals and its insistence on managing the conversation really just reveals the Singapore state's incredible anxiety about control. Mm. And it is about knowing that people are, human beings have very, you know, we are wired to look at injustice and name it and speak against it and, yeah. and, and, and let that reflect on, you know, our, you know, shared causes, yeah. you know, the way one oppression sheds light on ours, right? And I mean, again, not to flog a dead horse, but to me, this is the most transparent reason I think why the Singapore government has the position it has, <laughs> which is that, you know, once you start rallying around um, oppression in this way, it's going to have some kind of knockoff effect on the mm. oppressions that you experience in your daily life, yeah. right? Yeah, anyway, just to kind of like bring this conversation about the slides to mm. a bit of a close, right? I think oh. one of the most egregious the moments... The activity, yeah. Yeah, one of the most egregious mm. moments in it is this bit where it goes, let's apply what we have learned, right? Yeah. And I feel it's worth reading this out in full just yeah, just I, to I, crystallize I, everything yeah. we've been talking about. I have educated thoughts, but please, sis, please read us this narrative. Arun and, <laughs> Arun and Samuel are good friends since primary one. Mm. They enjoyed playing soccer together with their friends during recess. Right. One day, Arun and Samuel decided to compete against each other through a friendly soccer match. (laughs) During the match, Arun's team was winning the game. But Samuel's team performed poorly. Samuel became upset when Arun's team jeered and spoke rudely to him and his team members. He realised that Arun joined in with his team. Oh no. Samuel lost his temper and threw a punch at Arun. Arun retaliated by throwing a stone which he found at him but it hit one of Samuel's team members injuring him badly. Right. I bet the team member was um, Ali. (laughs) Quite possibly. Yeah. So um and then like uh there's a I, teacher slide that follows, right? It's like, oh use this to do that. To yeah, so I it's like what 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 are we supposed to extrapolate from right. this? Okay, so yeah. let me let me tell you what I, I, I see when I saw this from through my teacher lens, Please. right? Okay. So the intention of if this were indeed the slides that went out to primary school students, the intention was to help them manage their emotions. That is the thesis of the slides. Right. So at the end of all the content, you must apply your lesson. You must apply, ma. You must mm. find a way to show that the kids have actually learned. So right. you do a question, so a test. So this essentially is the test, oh. right? So you're like, okay, now let's have a discussion to 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 encapsulate what we've learned a little bit. So they have un- used this example because it is relatable, right? It is two boys playing soccer. Primary school is relatable. The kids play soccer all the time. So even if you don't play soccer, you see people playing soccer. So it is a relatable example. Unfortunately, 
This is in the context of a horrible thing that's happening in the world. So it belittles the, 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 the disaster into just this soccer game and a stone throwing and in, like injury. A yeah. stone thrown injury. Yeah. So it, it's just like, uh, yeah, cannot lah. It, it's also, <laughs> it's gross lah. It's like, you know, you can't put these two things side by side. No. You can't put what's happening in Gaza side by side with a, a scuffle over soccer between children. Right. And also, like, I'm sorry, but what lessons are you supposed to have extrapolated <laughs> from this fucking deck mm. that you're able to apply in real life? Like, what 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 are the lessons we are meant to glean? We are made we are meant to glean here yeah. that you know, like powerful, like uh, you know, he- heavily militarized states oppressing you know an unarmed population. We are somehow supposed to hold that in balance mm. with something. The the only one I think I can think of, and this is me being very generous, is yeah, Please. check your sources. And you yeah. know what? You want to think about. You want to talk about checking sources. Don't, don't use this then. Don't use yeah. this example to teach check your sources. Yeah, you know there are so many, <laughs> so many ways. Ways. Yeah, so many ways. Like, <laughs> or, uh, auntie, someone's asking for your one-time password. <laughs> check your sources. Yeah, phishing. You know, scamming. Use that. Also, you want to talk about checking sources, right? Like the, like the Israeli PR machine you know, is the most hilarious, uh, scores is the most hilarious own goals when it comes to putting out information out there. Like, it will say, oh, there's a kind of Hamas base under this tunnel and it's like, sorry, oh. no, there's just a calendar <laughs> yes. on the wall. <laughs> yes, you know, exactly that. So, as we were recording this episode, yeah, uh, we got breaking um, news. Breaking news, eh? The Minister of Education has come out to deliver one kind of like statement. About I think the whole I think thing. he know that like, we recording episode. He was like, eh, eh? Be- better give them something to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so now T for Two is now a news podcast. It's a news podcast. I'll we try are- and get this episode out as soon as possible. We are literally yes. the BBC for the first time. We're kind of like <laughs> on the pulse, on, on the, the pulse, pulse of things. <laughs> pulse bell. <laughs> um. So okay, this is a. Um, an yeah. interview that Chan Chun Singh does with um, CNA. Yeah, which reads, with Channel News which Asia. Which reads as a kind of like FAQ, TBH. Yeah. Um, I mean... It's very long and it's very dense. Yeah. Um, and what will we know? But I urge everybody to go on go online and read the, f- or, the thing in or full. Or play the audio at three times speed. Uh. Yeah, play the audio at three times but speed. But we sort of gleaned a few sort of... Talking points? Talking points from yeah, it. That we think is worth discussing. That's quite a bit of time answering a question about the point of... CCE in schools. That's right. right. He he actually tells us why CCE is conducted. It's worth talking about. A he gives bit. us four reasons. Four reasons that the four objectives of CCE, according to the Minister of Education. Yes, please, Joe, tell us. Number one is to understand for students to understand their own emotions and empathize with others. Okay. Second, to reflect on how we can safeguard our cohesion and harmony in a multiracial society. Right. 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 Third. To learn how to verify information sources before sharing them responsibly is a very important skill. And four, to appreciate the diversity of views and <laughs> conduct conversations sensitively and respectfully. Uh, respectfully. So, not like this podcast. Uh, no. <laughs> this podcast is an exa- a negative example you can negative, bring up negative. during this is, CCE. This is, this is not a CCE lesson. This is lesson. not a CCE lesson. <laughs> Don't use this podcast in class. You know, I'm looking at the four things and I, I can see it because one of the things that comes to mind as you're reading this, right, was that we teach about bullying in CCE. Sure, we say like, yeah. like what, what bullying behavior is, uh, how to empathize with how another person feels, what difference is, how we should respect difference mm. and how you shouldn't 
make someone else's difference uh, the major part of his personality and then degrade him for it. Yeah. You know, which is effectively what bullying is, right? Yeah. So I can see I can see that. Listen, I get it. It's very good to preach empathy and humanity and, must la, and must. everybody is the same and you know, but it's like it will surely reach a point where like the principles you're espousing mm. contradict on some level policy. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like what do you do with you know, like yes, let's talk about yes. like um, you know, kids who like trans kids in schools, right? Mm, like, mm, how mm. do you have a conversation about trans kids in schools where we engender empathy and, you know, learn to manage and regulate our emotions when the same school could be out there preventing, you know, dead naming kids, preventing kids from transitioning, yeah. you know, I like, yeah, empathy is great, but like, past the point, people are going to smell the bullshit, No, right? correct. And what what is, what I always find interesting or, or rather very painful is that when you hit when you hit this point right then they, then they were just like oh but other people feel differently so we must respect their position yeah. there is no way in CCE to just say that no someone is wrong yeah, or someone yeah someone needs to be better someone needs to step step it up yeah you know and there's no way to you do know, that it's i think it's just like we are so like this is a, a fault of the wider culture at large. Like, I think yeah. we're so used to this space of like everybody has a valid point of view, right? Yeah. It's it's actually a bit unfashionable to go, actually you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> actually yeah, you, you are, are wrong, wrong and yeah. here is why. Here is why. And yeah. and then there's nothing and that's the thing because I think we feel a lot of shame with being wrong or yeah. with feeling wrong. When yeah. actually being wrong is fine and then you just learn to be better Correct. and you learn to grow. Correct. Yeah, conflict. No, no one can be right all the time. Conflict. It's conflict. Yeah. You grow from it, right? Yeah. Also conflict is not abuse. It's not it's also not fight. Yeah. Conflict, conflict is, is not, not abuse. abuse. <laughs> This one we have to keep reiterating. <laughs> conflict is not abuse. It's entirely possible for two people to enter into conflict. And often they mm. do. Mm. And not and for that not to be a bullying. Yeah. And for that not to be denigrating. Yeah. You know? I, and equally it's very possible for people to enter into conflict and for it to be those things, right? Sure. But like it's you, not always but abuse. It's not, and you don't proceed with the assumption that conflict is always going to be abuse. Exactly. That just leads you and that just leads because you Because it to, switches everything off. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Which is not great, yo. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you can actually weaponize it too. You know, you can weaponize someone's disagreement with you and go like, Oh, you're bullying me. But your disagreement, you know, with my point of view means you're bullying me. Yeah. You know? Which is really Or you called me a homophobe. Mm. And that is bullying. Yeah, which shuts down any sort of progress, I think, for for, yeah. for people. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. and then obviously here, you know, CCE, this thing about... It's very interesting to me that one of CCA's objectives is yeah. to learn how we can safeguard our cohesion and harmony in a multiracial society. It's yeah. like... Why? No, it's just <laughs> like, that's a really lofty aim. <laughs> and But the, the answer to this is always... Don't talk about it. <laughs> correct, correct. The answer to this is yeah. Don't don't, talk about don't it. cho cho. Hey, we're stepping on thin ice. Eh? Yeah, everybody stop moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's sensitive. It's, it's back sensitive. Away. Back away. Back away. Yeah, that's how you preserve the harmony well, by basically not touching that's it. That's certainly one way. It's like going to a, it's, it's it's like basically buying something priceless and then leaving it there and never touching it and never ne- never doing anything about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's just no. It's not. It's not good lah. Yeah. Enjoy it like. <laughs> 
Okay, what else does he go on? Then he goes on to say, Chan Chun Sing, uh, mm. he talks a little bit about how this whole le- lesson packet was put together. Right, basically, right. The he, genesis. Yeah, basically he says like, oh, actually it was done in consultation with the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. Got principal. Yeah, la. and then there was a like, whole... Uh, Dr. Maliki or so. Uh, there were a whole bunch of people who, who were consulted on it. And actually, yeah. the thing that was interesting here is that like, apparently there was a pretty consultative process with all the t- the CCE specialists. Yeah. Uh, Sure, yeah. and and this highlights one of the things for me, right? Like, so when when this brouhaha first happened with the MOE, mm. I honestly thought this was not possible. I was like, no, what, what is not possible? Like, cannot be that the MOE made such a stupid mistake, right? That's honestly what I felt because that's how the MOE functions. Like, they're consultative, they make sure they check with these people, that people, that people, that people, and then they create a lesson to go out to everyone. Because at the end of the day, you are teaching children, and children will go out and will like espouse what they've learned to their parents and whatever so you want to be responsible about what's out there mm. so when I heard that this happened I immediately went no lah cannot be mm. MOE is not so silly but now to read <laughs> that it's in consultation with all these people and still you have fallen short feels like oh no this is not okay right like do, do, do all these people have their head in the sand or do they think that they could get away with certain things like it, it does feel like you know, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm just like thinking, wow, I've been very wrong. <laughs> and well, it's also another thing where he keeps reiterating, right? That, um, and this is me trying to get into that really weird civil servant hit space wow, that I am so good at getting into, even though I've never worked a day in a civil It's really not great. So he keeps reiterating, oh, it's not a history lesson. And he keeps reiterating, oh, actually, this is not about the conflict in and of itself. It's you know, we have to take off these CCE aims. Mm. So I think, right, somewhere down the line, it was this thing of someone going like, oh, actually, it ticks off all the boxes for this program that we're trying to run. CCE and that's mm. how we will defend it if it, people complain. I will say, oh, actually, and you know, he reiterates constantly through the speech that this was not meant to be mm. a history lesson. Yeah. So he seems to be trying to say, it's not about the what's going on per se. It's about the broader things we can extrapolate from it, which are, you know, how many? And so it's about national education that trumps everything. It's really yeah. misguided. It's really yeah. misguided. And, and that is probably why they felt so confident from by, uh, with just taking 7 October to December 22nd. Yeah. And then go like, oh, here, this one is enough really to yeah. show what we need. To, uh, to, to do what we need for ourselves to Correct. just to, to just be able to look in the mirror and tell ourselves hey better don't be this huh? but they did say that a second update is coming up there yeah, are second so tranches to be fair yeah. to be fair apparently they say that you know because of the ongoing nature of this situation <laughs> is they, it? yeah they plan to update the packet ah, second know, trench second trench will come out and mm. then like give some something about how like the la- they last had a conversation about this in December 23rd which is why the events only stop at um, December, December 22nd. 22nd so but in my mind I'm just like Hey, but it's been like a full two months. It's been two months and since December twenty third, and this disaster moves quick. Yeah, you know, to leave people with the knowledge only up till December twenty second, when now it's a full two months is I don't know. It feels irresponsible. No, no, no. It's Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> It's because Christmas, Christmas it's no because one works during Christmas. Christmas, New Year, Christmas, Chinese yeah, New Year, so many Ayo, public holidays. All, all public holiday come together. Yeah, then no the, time, no time to 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 escalate ah, to higher to yeah. higher chain of command. Maybe ah. Monday second tranche come out. Yeah, maybe it's like maybe. Hey, yeah, maybe maybe this maybe we'll see ah, a new tranche come ah. out. Maybe yeah. maybe we'll see maybe hopefully it leaks. Okay, yeah, <laughs> then we can check. 
you know whether they're really doing but a good I, job. But I'd be interested because like the only way to do justice to this is precisely to make it a history lesson. Exactly. You know what I mean? So How it's can like, you teach this in a vacuum? You, it is a history lesson. This whole thing is about like history. There's um, so much context. Competing versions of history. You know, it is it is history. Yeah. And so, you know, him reiterating that this is not a history lesson is actually not very helpful. It's not helpful at all. Yeah. yeah. What else does he do? Oh, he thanks the he thanks the staff a lot. Oh. <laughs> He's like, I just really like, like I really want to thank all the teachers and you no, know exactly. for, and the principals and I acknowledge the yeah. challenges and race involved. No, I must credit our educators <laughs> for the conviction and courage to do this well despite the challenges for the sake of our children and our people. No, my, my favorite is that for carrying out your duties professionally. Yeah. Girl, they doing they're doing it not be I, I I honestly believe that they're doing it because they have to. Many of them probably feel some sort of way about this, right? But the alternative is what? To get to get a warning letter? Mm. Um, so so I I think it's very funny that you're doing this because a bunch of teachers that I have spoken to say that they feel some sort of way about this. Mm. And, they, and one of the most heartbreaking things that I have heard from teachers is that they don't know, they've expressed to me that they don't know how their Malay Muslim colleagues are, are going to teach this to their classroom because they are to, to their to their students in their classroom mm. because this must hit very hard mm. for them. You know? So it it, it it is something to be reckoned with. Yeah, right? I, I, I was really curious about this when I first saw this story breaking, right? It's like, whoa, if I were a teacher mm. and I were put into this situation, and you know, you saw reports of teachers crying and stuff like that. It's, yeah, apparently. It's, 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 you know, it's deeply distressing for a lot of people. It is, and I think, like, I, I think a lot of care needs to be taken with this. It doesn't feel like it was a safe and well-facilitated space. No. You know, for both. Even looking at the slides, never mind that like they are apparently not complete, right? Mm. You look at it already. There's the it's so reductive of what's happening, and people are not stupid, you know. Yeah, exactly. I, I think there's a lot of cognitive dissonance that you have to, you know, you have to uh, accept in order to go ahead with it. And like, mm. I'm worried about the mental health of teachers who have to go through with this lesson. Hundred percent. Yeah, teachers yeah. do, teachers do everything, and now to do this. You know, teachers are not prepared. Like, let, let, let's be real. Teachers were not prepared to even talk about race and racism mm. when it comes to racial harmony for like the longest time. I've had, I've had many issues about that mm. because it, it, it's just been un-nuanced. It's, um, it's, yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, but it's also, sorry to interrupt, but like, it's generations of people yeah. who have been afraid to have public discussions exactly. about complicated things and now like, it just so happens that we are the generation who are now adults yeah. <laughs> and in a position to do this teaching but we are confused we don't have the vocabulary for it yeah. like we are afraid of conflict we are all conflict averse yeah. we are afraid of OB markers we are fr- we, you know, we've grown up with all this censorship all our life and now you expect yeah, us this trauma yeah. basically and now you expect us yes thank you trauma this trauma this state induced trauma yeah. and now you expect us to be able to have like, like, hey, to, talk about this to facilitate <laughs> difficult conversation yeah it's really it's really not okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness, gracious me. There's an interesting thing here about, you know, whether the MOE would consider an opt-out situation for parents who don't oh. feel comfortable letting their children what participate did they say in the CC lesson. To tell. I'll, I'll read it at some length. <laughs> I think, says Chan Chun Singh, we have to go back to what's the purpose of the CCE lessons. Mm. As I mentioned, the CCE lessons are not meant to be a history lesson, nor is it meant to ascribe who is right or wrong at which period of history. As mentioned, we are trying to promote mutual understanding and social harmony. 
I think we want all our students to be able to appreciate this. If we, appre- if we approach it from this perspective, then we can understand the importance of inculcating such values to our students. This is the part that gets me. It's not issue-specific. It's not conflict-specific. It is a set of values of how we work together with people from diverse backgrounds to promote our social harmony and cohesion. How we work together to verify facts. How we work together such that at the end of the day, even if we hold different perspectives, we can have a respectful conversation. This is indoctrination, uh, basically. It's literally spelling it out, right? It's like, regardless of any situation that we examine, what you are meant to take away from it is how to hold, you know, uh, conflicting points of view uh, in balance. Yeah, it, how not to cho-cho, how not to in any possible In situation. any possible situation. What, this is superhuman, eh? In <laughs> any possible situation, a Singaporean student must be able to extrapolate ways in which not... To upset social harmony. Yeah, to, you basically have to fracture our mind yeah. and this is whole all the different No, and space. it's actually deeply conservative if you think about it because what if this, like I said earlier in this podcast, like the, the, the lesson that is glaringly obvious to you is that mm. sometimes you have to upset harmony in order to correct deep injustice in society. Yeah. What if the lesson you're learning is sometimes harmony is predicated on oppression. Yes, exactly. What, what if that's the lesson you're drawing up, drawing yeah. from this, right? So it sounds like yeah, yeah, let's not over over overbeat the horse. I just it's just it's just galling to me the 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 the, the blatant the way they are so blatant about these um indoctrinating strategies, right? Yeah. And I guess like, I want to end off on this quote that Chan Chun Singh gives at the end. You know, after thanking everybody and thanking the teachers. Uh, thank you, principal. Thank you, teachers. I think what we have come together and agreed upon, I love also that he just manufactures this consent. <laughs> as if, you know, why do you get to decide that people have agreed upon anything? Because MOE says so. I think what we have come together and agreed upon is that we also share a common objective to build a shared ethos of how we respond as Singaporeans to not just this conflict, but to possibly other issues with a sense of solidarity, of how we can come together and focus on what is common amongst us rather than to let our differences divide us. To build upon that diversity and then grow something beautiful, something common for all of us. Oh my god, I think this is very tasteless. <laughs> yeah. Like, for you to swing it back into talk about you when this disaster is ongoing and to say that oh we can then grow something beautiful from this so yeah it's precisely like 13,000 people have died yeah about half of whom are children like the entire urban infrastructure of Gaza has been laid waste to exactly hospitals have been bombed there are kids who are growing up who are going to be so deeply traumatized for this for the rest of their lives rest of their lives there are people for whom life now is practically meaningless and hopeless in yeah. the face of this horrible oppressive you know yeah we can just be like oh let's not be them and the thing you want to end off your statement with is talking about how we can build upon the lessons we extrapolate from this to embrace what is special and unique about us and to appreciate our diversity and our multiracial harmony and to go thank god we're not them thank god we're not them right yeah and it's it's just sickening lah and I don't know, it, this, is, this is a problem for me with Singapore in general. We cannot, as a society, have any kind of response to a complicated 
you know, global, international issue without first, in some way, making mm. it about ourselves. Yeah, I think it is. Making it about how we discourse amongst ourselves. We must always clear that hurdle of whether or not we are having this conversation in the right way for, amongst ourselves before yeah. we can, you know, as citizens of the world, mind you, like, have a public conversation about yeah. something that's happening elsewhere in the world. It's... It's very infantilizing. It's it's very it's very stupid. It's very small. Yeah, it's really, really, really in bad taste. Yeah, I, I can't. And it's in yeah. really it's in really poor taste. It's in often. poor taste, yeah. And it's it's gonna hold us back, you know, and it's directly at odds, right, with everything our state wants to engender in us about being globally minded. Globally citizens minded of the world. Empathetic, empathetic critical, critical people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, it's it's just very intellectually impoverished as well. Yeah, and it will it will come by us in the ass. At some I really point. think it will. Yeah, I, I I'm I'm quite pessimistic about this. Well, I'm optimistic about it. <laughs> Tell actually, me more because, like, based on everything I've been reading online about how Singaporeans are responding to this, like by and large, many Singaporeans are just so far ahead of our government and its discursive strategies. They're so far ahead yeah. of this kind of nannying way in which the government wants to manage like public conversation all the time. Absolutely. Are, you know, the, the 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 tiring part of it is that we're so far ahead, but we can't we can't practically manifest the conversations we want to have. And so it feels constantly like this sense of like um this sense of like frustration, right? That we feel where we're like actually we're ready to have this conversation. No, hundred yeah. percent. I think one of the spaces where we have this conversation though it can be a very dangerous space. It's actually on the internet and yeah. it's actually quite glorious to see the Instagram uh, replies to, to all the MOE posts and to, to, to the stuff that's been going on and people actually demanding yeah. that MOE just be upfront yeah. you know, about, about what is happening. I I look at that and I feel, yeah, you're right. There, there is some hope there. I, I, I do retract my, my pessimist my pessimistic stance just now and yeah you're right I, it, when I read that usually when I read like comments like comments it's, it always fills me with dread but that really filled me with a lot of hope mm. and I think it is really important that we remember that just because our politicians say something doesn't mean we have to agree with them mm. they ask us to do close reading and to watch out for online falsehoods right I'm not saying what our ministers are saying is an online falsehood but we should also critically read whatever they are saying yeah you know and if we disagree with what they're saying call them out mm. I I firmly believe that leaders should always be called out and you, they should always be they should always be made to explain what they mean especially if you don't agree with it that's right. why they're there right? right they're people in power right so i mean it's gonna be a year i'm gonna say it's gonna be a year of reckoning i think for the political parties in singapore especially right. as we move as we come to the general elections right this will all be on our minds as we as we go to the polling booth i i, I really think so agreed yeah and I don't know, like, I, I want to end off on this note of anger, I guess, mm. that I think people here are desperate for our politicians to articulate and represent, right, li represent, literally do their jobs and represent yes. how people actually feel. actually feel. Yes. And I think part of, like, the dissatisfaction that we are experiencing and part of, like, you know, the, the, the anger that is fomenting because of this is because that's not happening. Yeah. And that when people have on their own accord manifested and taken action, mm. the state has clapped back in these small-minded, petty, paranoid ways. Yeah. And, you know, I think 
people can see it for what it is and people are not are not afraid of it. Mm. People are impatient with it. People are actively demeaning it. Yeah. Like, I think people can see everything for what it is now. A paranoid state, anxious about control, that has no moral backbone and mm. is afraid of power slipping out of its hands. Yeah. And it's going to do everything in its power to kind of like like bat down dissent and try and control um you know people's feelings of anger and disappointment and frustration mm-hmm. but i think the broad-based solidarity that's building around this issue is revealing that this is not tenable and it's not as scary as it used to be either and it's and and their petty little like strategies are not going to stop people from from doing this and more yeah and it's because we are now plugged into a global community of protest, right? So I really hope this puts on the table for Singapore, if nothing else, right? What it means to protest, yes. what it means to manifest as a public, in public. Uh, I, I, and I hope people start asking questions yes, exactly. about that yeah. down the line because it is, I think, you know, this whole podcast, this whole episode really is about like how to have a conversation. Yes. Right. And I think being able to have a public conversation is now on the agenda yeah. for a lot of Singaporeans. And uh, they better have some good fucking answers. Yeah. Yeah. Because this, and this, th- this set of slides, it ain't it. It ain't it. If, yeah. if this is truly it, but it ain't it. But yeah, I really hope, I really hope people continue to ask questions and continue to push. Yeah. Okay, that's all for us today. That is our time. Thank you, Kishan. Yeah, thanks, Jer. And thank you, dear listener, for listening. Um, yeah. until stay next, safe, uh, stay, uh, safe yeah, stay, stay safe. Stay safe. Until mm. next time, this has been Joel signing off. This is Kishan. Bye. Bye.